Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Red Holtzman, Cotton Fitzsimmons, Joey Devine, Slick Leonard, Giddy Del Negro, John Keane, Gary St. Jean, Eric Musselman, Patreons, uh, wait a second, it looks, thank you Fiat, Colin McGowan, thank you Colin, Victor Flores! Thank you, Victor! Musical guest! Trick! And now the temporary host of Brown Ball Rock, Joey Devine! Hi! It's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and I am back with my good friend Sean Keen for another episode. Sean, you're America's Uncle Dad, America's favorite Bay Area-based comedian, raconteur, uh, uh, Warriors and Giants writer, uh, friends of of baseball men who wear weird necklaces who definitely uh, support Governor Greg Abbott. How are you doing? (laughs) Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I was, uh, I was actually kind of touched today by some news, Joey. Um, you're not going to believe this. Uh, I mean, I don't want to do this for the news drop, but, um, Jason Tatum had some thoughts about Kobe Bryant. Oh, that's funny because I was also touched by some basketball news today. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Jake Fisher says Corey Joseph is available um, Whoa, so, uh, wow. for trade. You're so, very happy. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm praying to God that that happens. 
do I also learned a uh, I learned a new um, Boston nickname. Oh, for their team, you know, you know, Jay Tay and Jay Bro, mm-hmm. Time Lord, all these, all these great ones, mm-hmm. you know, that we ha- we have uh, now. Someone is referring to Jalen Brown and Chris Demsporzingis as cookies and cream. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. All right. Well, Sean, what did Jason Tatum have to say about Kobe Bryant? I said he wished he'd called him more. And I thought, isn't he just calling him and texting him all the time? He is. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, what's the problem? And Kobe always says back to him, wear something that I used to wear like a creep. Dress up in <laughs> dress up in Lakers gear at a Celtics practice. That's um, what Kobe would have wanted. Sean. Yes. Uh oh, I'm also I saved this for outside of the news, even though we have some news today. Did you see Robin Lopez's her hilarious tweet yesterday? I did. Let's, yeah, you want to bring it up? Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. What did he say, Joey? Uh, he said, I would like to announce my decision to abstain from Team USA 2024 Olympic activities in order to avoid conflicts with my live stream of my Cheers, Frasier, Wings, the Tortellis rewatch this summer. Please follow along at livestream.com slash Sam and Diane forever. I prayed on this for quite some time. I prayed on it. <laughs> and then, which, of course, unfortunately, the live stream is not real. Um, it uh, goes to a broken link. But then lo- he <laughs> then ahead, he then tweeted, P.S. I misspelled Frasier due to overwhelming grief and anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> uh did you have you ever did you ever see the Tortellis? I was going to ask you, Sean, what I is have the Tortellis? Seen, I have because the I know tortellis. you know. <laughs> well, it's funny because um, it's uh, it's a spinoff for uh, for Cheers mm-hmm. featuring, as as you know, beloved character uh, Nick Tortelli, mm-hmm. Carla's. Uh, Carla's ex husband, yeah, um, and it's basically kind of a hate crime against uh, Italian Americans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, it's about it's about <laughs> Nick Tortelli's blonde airhead wife has moved to Las Vegas, and he follows mm-hmm. her to Las Vegas, and uh, and then everybody just lives in the same house. Their kids, uh, mm-hmm. their teenage kids who are married. Uh, well, you know who's in it. Well, Dan Hadaya. Yeah, one of my favorite people to play in Cinnanurdle Two Battle Mode, Dan Hadaya. Oh I mean, he is. He has. He has a lot of things that he. I mean, Dan Hadaya is a legendary character actor. Not a lot of other people on the Tortellis are going to help you out on no. uh, sitcom Nerdle. Well, thank uh, God that doesn't exist because I would lose at it. Um, anyway, people hated the tortellis uh <laughs> it, it had 13 episodes and uh grudgingly i mean did they get some buy-in from cheer as well carla's in the dream in a dream sequence in the pilot and then they wait all the way to episode three before well. norman Cliff, yeah. norman Cliff yeah there, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so so pretty good but dan hadaya of course is uh 
a legend. You can get it. You can play Adam's Family. You can play A Night at the Roxbury. Mm-hmm. You can play Shaft. You can Sean, play I Alien say, Resurrection. I'm looking at Dan Hedaya's uh, Wikipedia filmography right now. Yeah, and it's incredible. I've got to say, his 94 to 97 is like a real, just a insane no, run. You gotta, you gotta give him ninety three because he's in six different movies that you wouldn't think he was in. <laughs> yeah, but ninety five, he's in uh, five, uh, four classics and then one of the worst movies ever made. He's yes, in the Usual yes. Suspects. He's in To uh-huh. Die For. He's in uh-huh. Clueless. He's in Fair Game. Oh, sorry. He's in Nixon, Nixon, and then he's in Fair Game. Actually, Nixon the, the, is not a classic. I should say Nixon well, stinks. And it got a lot. Of, all of all of these are like either very critically acclaimed or beloved. Nixon is not beloved, but uh, I also, weirdly so, was on that is insane casting. By the way, having like Anthony Hopkins should play Nixon. That's a yeah. great. I, I weirdly this, uh, was on. Oh, yeah. oh, I ahead, weirdly sorry. was on um, uh, uh, the broadcast this week with uh-huh. Laramie and Vince, uh-huh. and we yeah. talked about Nixon for like forty-five minutes for some reason. Because God, I mean, I would, like this I is now the second theater. podcast this week. I've now ex- talked about Oliver Stone's Nixon for an extended amount of time. Uh, yeah, it's a movie I saw in a theater. Um in in pittsburgh california you know who's better who's a better nixon than anthony hopkins me i don't dan know dan hadaya in the movie yeah. dick oh you're uh, right yeah. <laughs> okay so let's just let's i'm gonna just give you his 1993 to uh-huh. 1995 he's in uh boiling point mm-hmm. which uh you wouldn't think it's like but the cast is Snipes, Dennis Hoffer, Lolita Davidovich, and Viggo Mortensen. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's in Benny and June, Mm -hmm. where um, Johnny Depp is quirky in that one. Yeah, Benny and June um, famously had the Proclaimers 500 Miles on the soundtrack. And if you rented the video before they played Benny and June, you... It showed the video for the Proclaimers 500 Miles. Which is miles. weird because you're watching like a trailer for the movie you're about to watch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's in Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. He's in Searching for Bobby Fisher. Mm-hmm. Two children ex- excelling at near sports. Sean, you know what I play a lot in Cinnamon 2 Battle Mode? Rookie What's of the that? Year. Because people play American Pie a lot. Then oh, I play Rookie of the Year. And then they skip me. And then I play a kid in King Arthur's court, which I later learned Kate Winslet is in a kid in King Arthur's court. For wow, some reason. that's um, yeah. there's an escape hatch. He's in the Barry Sonnenfeld, Michael J. Fox rom-com for Love or Money. Not a good he's movie. In, he's also in. Well, it's weird because he's in these movies that have acclaimed directors really slumming. Mm-hmm. So Barry Sonnenfeld makes that. And then there's Mr. Wonderful, mm-hmm. a Annabelle Skewer of Matt. Uh, Dylan movie that almost ruined Anthony Minghella's career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in Maverick. He has his hot ninety five. Then he makes he makes Freeway. He's Freeway, in the first Wives Club. Yeah, he's in Ransom. Give me back my son. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in he's Daylight, in Daylight which is an incredible movie. Daylight is about the Holland Tunnel collapsing, and Sylvester Stallone plays like a weird 
like a made-up job. What is Stallone's job in it? He's a uh, he's like a tunnel expert. He's like, yeah, he's like a to, like, tunnel like, expert. He's like it's the it's like the opposite of a cliffhanger, basically. Yeah. Where it's like it still rocks, <laughs> but now he's below all of them. Yeah, and uh, daylight incredible Cinnernerdle two battle mode cast. By the way, you got uh-huh. Stallone. You got Brenneman. You got Vigo Mortensen again. You got Hadaya. You got J.O. Sanders, a classic Senator Nerdle 2 battle mode man. Um. <laughs> Do you know what? Uh, uh, yeah, this is uh, apparently they wanted this to be. He's a disgraced former head of emergency medical yeah, yeah. services. He's now a cab driver. <laughs> Apparently, everybody wanted Nicolas Cage to play the role, and then the studio said it had to be. Uh, anyway, God, we're and then in. he's in, of course, one of the all-time shitty Oscar bait movies, Marvin's Room, <laughs> which is weirdly also the name of a Drake's. Yeah, it's a, Drake really <laughs> identifies with that. But yeah, he makes <laughs> In and Out. He makes a lifeless ordinary. Mm-hmm. and alien resurrection these are weird movies mm-hmm. night of the roxbury civil action dick the hurricane shaft mm-hmm. and i would say maybe things start to fall apart when he uh makes the crew mm-hmm. with burt reynolds and richard dreyfus <laughs> and jeremy Pittman. well i don't know he is in mulholland drive after that sean that's true that's um, true he's also in swim fan yeah he's also a voice in robots well, um, wait, what a what, Dan Hadaya, we salute you. Yeah, you should be the new coach of the Washington Wizards. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that leads us. What a what a weird way to start this podcast. But you know what? <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. Sean, that leads us in to the news drop. This is Round Ball Rock News, Basketball News, for humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, Sean, we had a lot of coach movement this week. Oh, baby, um, so that's, much what, oh, that's the movement. good stuff. Oh, um, yeah, late January. Mm. Uh, I mean, the first one we should probably start with is the surprise one. Yeah. Um, and I have a drop already for it. Okay. What's up, Box fans? Coach Doc Rivers here, uh, full of enthusiasm and positive energy about what we can be as a basketball team. That's right, Sean. Doc Rivers is now the head coach of the Bucks, and he's bringing Dave Yeager with him. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so did you? Did you hear? Um, okay, well. You know what? I'm going to actually talk about the news and then remember the other. Remind me to talk about Australia here. Um, okay. We'll so, do. so it's the Bucks are 30 and 13. And uh, as we've talked about, uh, we know that everybody really gets agitated about the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. They are, they're 30 and 13. This is the second best record that any NBA team has had uh, and still fired their coach midseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe I believe David Blatt's uh, Cavaliers were 30 and 11. So they were they were a game higher. Uh, so 
this is kind of a wild move. And it's crazy because, okay, the Bucks hiring Doc Rivers is a weird choice for a team that is very, very uh, insistent on winning in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And basically, they are set up so they're going to have a very difficult second round series. Whoever they play is going to be a pretty good team. Mm -hmm. It might be the Sixers, likely to be the Sixers, could be the Cavs, could be the Knicks. Joey, how does Doc Rivers usually do in the second round of the playoffs? Not well. <laughs> Not well. Mm -hmm. uh, Joey, you Sean, know the how last... Does, uh, how does Dame Lillard usually do in the second round of the playoffs? You know, he hasn't... You know, he was able to uh, lift the Blazers to a conference finals appearance in 2019. Although, mm -hmm. I think that relied on mostly CJ McCollum being really good. <laughs> Uh, let me let me see that, but yeah, uh, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, I mean, he's fine, he's not really, he hasn't really been the problem. Here's the most fucked up thing about this, though, Sean. What I understand that? firing Adrian Griffin for whatever reason you wanted to fire him, I mean, it's weird, uh -huh. but you couldn't have waited until after the all star break to hire Doc Rivers. It's weird. Because well, here's why. No, here's why. Go ahead. Because Joe Prunty was the interim coach, the greatest interim coach in the history of the NBA. Uh-huh. And you know who's ineligible to coach the All-Star, the Eastern oh. Conference All-Stars, Sean? Joe Mazzilla, because you yeah. can't do it two years in a row. Right. You and couldn't also, have given yeah. Joe Prunty... The uh, he would have coached the All Star Game. We would have had a first a interim All Star Game coach. <laughs> I was so excited about it. Well, and then you could have also had some stories about how uh, you know the the Bucks blew it. Bill Simmons saying the Bucks blew it because uh, some of those free agents really liked Prunty's offense, mm -hmm. and they were disappointed <laughs> he didn't get the the main job. You remember that? I do remember the guys, that. Yeah. The guys liked his All Star Game offense. <laughs> By the way, Joey, uh, the Giannis Antetokounmpo will be captaining the Eastern Conference team. They'll have his veteran all-star leadership. Did you know that the all-star game had captains? Yes. I mean, they did when they picked, but like... Oh, yeah. No, I I mean, I... Like, I mean, what I, does the captain do at that point? <laughs> There's not even like a... Like, what is a... Ba I'm, I'm not even really sure what a basketball captain does in general. Right. I mean... I mean, they call team meetings, right? They call player players only meetings. I guess so, but that means everybody on the Boston Celtics is a captain, which you know, <laughs> is not inaccurate, really. Uh, okay, but yeah, they they that would have been amazing, though. Joe Prunty, all star coach. I'm so mad That's it didn't happen. That is a bummer. Now, now that yeah. I now that I'm seeing that, <laughs> yeah, they couldn't have waited just a month. Just yeah, I, the NBA needs to. Uh, thank joe prunty for his service and they yeah. could have done it by give letting him coach the all-star game and also you know now it's weird that doc rivers is gonna coach the all-star game that's so funny <laughs> uh, but you know what they should do at the all-star game they should raise a banner for joe prunty and then lower it a day later yeah. <laughs> oh um, man 
So yeah, the okay. So here's the timeline on this. Mm-hmm. Someone wanted us to talk about this. Uh, so it was a little bit weird that they hired Adrian Griffin before. in the first place. Yeah, just because this is not usually the situation where you hire a rookie head coach, mm-hmm. and when it does happen, it's usually like a guy who has like a well it, okay usually it just doesn't work basically it was, was eerily that, it's eerily similar to the david blatt situation except there's no surprise free agency signing well i guess it was a surprise that dame lillard was available for what they gave yes. them well and, they, um, and i think that i think that he was planning on having a defensive minded team and mm-hmm. not a uh an inability to ever go uh, over on a screen, fight through a screen defense, mm-hmm. which yeah. is what they have on the perimeter right now. Um, and I mean, sure, but the Bucks still knew that they wanted like a playoff team, and so it's weird. It, it. I'm trying to think of the other situation. Yeah, Ty Lu. Um, I've seen that they've done that with like. Uh, well, Joe Mazzola. Who also it's kind of been embattled at points. Yeah, but um, they weren't like <laughs> planning to hire him. That was yeah, a different that was, Yeah, that was a and different then, like, thing. Steve Nash, I guess, because Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving got excited about hiring him once, maybe because yeah, they spoke under the weed influence with him or something. Or something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's allegedly. Right. Allegedly. <laughs> you imagine when Steve Nash gets the munchies and he's like going through all the list of things he can't eat. He's like, oh right. Oh wow! Um, yeah, we got some uh, dried fruit. Uh, I can't eat strawberries. That's my well, you know, he's from he's from South Africa, so not right. to call back to last week's episode, but I bet he goes down on that beef biltong his uh, <laughs> fake dad packed oh, in right. his lunch for him. Um, <laughs> oh my God, wow, that was a great callback there. Uh, so okay, but the reason they hired Adrian Griffin primarily, and look, I respect. People have been criticizing Giannis for this. I respect this. Basically, what happened was they decided to fire Mike Budenholzer after they lost in the first round, which, you know, that's kind of something that you have to expect will happen when you're coaching a one seed and you lost to an eight seed. However, maybe you think that he won the NBA title two years ago, but he was out. And the Bucs front office people really wanted to hire uh nick nurse rock on tour singer songwriter <laughs> slash head coach nick nurse mm-hmm. and Giannis Antetokounmpo didn't even know what coach he wanted but he did know that he didn't want to play for 48 minutes a game yeah and for yeah. that we <laughs> applaud him he saw him trying to grind pascal siakam kyle lowry yeah. and fred van vliet into dust he uh, was like life my life is not a highway yeah, uh, <laughs> he thought the Arkells might show up at yeah. practice. Milwaukee's not that far from Canada. He was like, I am out. If I see that guy wearing that stupid Nine Inch Nails knockoff hat, I'm going to yeah. knock it off and I'm going to make one of my brothers tear it into pieces. Mm-hmm. So he supported their anyone else, choice. anyone else. <laughs> and then Adrian Griffin started um Maybe not showing a ton of backbone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, okay, here's the weird thing, Joey. So, Adrian so Griffin, that- I should say, did a bunch of things that remind me of why the Warriors fired Mark Jackson, I would say. Like, right off the bat. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like uh, the, the being intimidated by Terry Stotts, so you fought him. Yeah, so or, it's like... Uh, um, yeah, fighting it's like, Bobby Portis for no reason. <laughs> well, but also like yielding to Bobby Portis yeah. for some reason. So, so he started off the season and he basically did uh, what they talk about people doing for your first day of prison. Mm-hmm. You know, you find the, you find the biggest, toughest assistant coach and you kick his ass in front yeah. of everybody. So he 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 yelled at Terry Stotts, who was talking to, I believe, Dame Lillard and Giannis mm-hmm. Antetokounmpo about the offense when they had just finished offense. Uh, Griffin decided to yell at him in front of the whole team. And Terry Stotts, <laughs> uh, the problem with finding the biggest, toughest assistant coaches, you can't pick a guy who uh, is, like, wealthier than you mm-hmm. and doesn't need the job at all because then he'll just leave quit yeah. and that's what happened um <laughs> now maybe he was trying to like assert himself because he knew um like he wanted to show it just terry Stutz was not a threat to him taking terry Stutz was not going to take the head coach job at mm-hmm. this point Unfortunately, when they decided to hire a coaching consultant in Doc Rivers, that was a guy who was absolutely going to take his job. (laughs) Like Terry Stotts, this was like a fun kind of like rehab year, fun designing an offense. Like, uh, and he he really blew it there. That was very Mark Jackson esque, being Mm -hmm. terrified of Michael Malone, uh, terrified of all of his own assistant coaches. And in fact, like by the end, didn't he? have like a skeleton crew of an assistant coaching staff because he kept Mark Jackson, they had to yeah. move Brian Scalabrini. They fired uh, Darren Irwin. Darren Irwin. Anyway, uh, wild stuff. Uh, yeah, his his players complained about things and he like sort of talked tough, but then did whatever they said, mm-hmm. which yep. is... Uh, and then um, there was also the... Now, this happened to David Blatt in a game where LeBron James just started erasing his whiteboard and drawing up his own plays. Uh, but Giannis did this in the locker room in front of reporters, like drawing up plays without his coach being there with some other guys. Yeah. So there was not a lot of respect there. Um, so ironically, when the Bucks clearly passed on Nurse because Giannis didn't want him, uh, the Bucks had like a two-week lead on hiring whoever they wanted. And... In that time, Doc Rivers uh, did not close out a second round series, mm-hmm. and uh, the Sixers hired Nick Nurse, so he lost his job. So Nick Nurse took Doc Rivers' job, but then gave him his new job indirectly, mm-hmm. which is kind of incredible. Um, and the other thing that's great is that if the Sixers beat the Bucks in the playoffs this year, Nick Nurse could get Doc Rivers fired again. Yeah. This is incredible stuff. Two of our favorite coaches, of course, Nick Nurse and Doc mm-hmm. Rivers. We have a lot of faith in them. Uh, don't think that they're clownish in any way. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. Um, Sean, lost in all of this, another coach was fired. Wait, can um, I say one no, more thing yeah, about go Milwaukee ahead. Oh, real and fast? then you also are supposed to talk about Australia. You told me oh, to remind right, right, right. you to talk about okay, Australia. So, so this was <laughs> also Martin Jackson-esque. Yes, okay. So they, um, <laughs> they, they, Terry Stotts was going to be the lead assistant, I assume. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Joe Prunty was moved up. Yeah. And, and his 
his way. He uh, when when a team feels like they might fire a guy, they move Joe Prunty into the second chair. Yes, um, and so they decided he was going to hire a new lead assistant, and uh, he was, I think, I think maybe worried about someone taking his job. He hired a coach from Australia, mm-hmm. a guy named Trevor Gleason. He has been an assistant coach. Uh, with the Raptors, but mainly he's a, he's a five-time NBL champion and a two-time NBL coach of the year. And in some, something he's won something called, he's a CVIBIL champion. I'm not even going to look that up. Uh, But this is like a guy who could never take your job. He waited like three months to fill his coaching staff. Also, um, this guy only got hired like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's living in like an extended stay America in Milwaukee right now? <laughs> like, like he did he move his stuff? Like, that's the thing. Like, has he changed? Did he fill out his like change of address forms yet? Because I don't think Trevor Gleason is going to be Doc Rivers's lead assistant Joey. no in fact dave yeager is going dave yeager is baby um, oh, dave yeager that's a perfect lead assistant hire well he was he was uh doc's lead assistant in uh philadelphia that's yeah. why he's in the movie hustle at the end that's right he's a good strategist <laughs> and a total meat shield um Sean, uh before we move on to poor Wes Unsell Jr. Oh wait, wait, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I do want to mention, do you want to know what Joe Prunty's record as an interim head coach is? It's good, right? It's 24 and 16. That's pretty good. It's really good. He's on a three-game win streak, too. Uh he won two games as the head coach of Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's and right. One game as the head coach of Milwaukee uh, this year. So I'm just saying that's a lot better than Quinn Snyder has been doing this year. So Quinn Snyder, yeah, by yeah, the way, really wearing a lot of wrist, uh, uh, really wearing a lot of bracelets and dang- bangles now on his that's wrist. That's not good. That is not. Um, that's a really bad sign for any man in any profession, especially. <laughs> Uh, actor or NBA head coach. Yeah, it's like a Johnny Depp level of jewelry he's wearing on the we sidelines. See, if he starts wearing a lot of rings, <laughs> yeah. oh, look out. Because you know he'd start drinking absinthe, Joey. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, oh, one, Sean, oh, one last, last, last thing sorry. you want to say one about last Doc thing, Rivers. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Is we, are, we are now at um, peak leak in, uh, in uh, uh, Milwaukee now. Yeah. You have the Giannis people, although mm-hmm. often that's just Giannis. Like yeah. Giannis is Giannis often just takes popping it off yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then you've got then you've got the the well oiled, sophisticated Dame Lillard media machine. Mm-hmm. Um, we got you got Chris Haynes is leading the pack, but that's not yeah. he's not the only Italian guy salads. in that stable. Yeah, and then Doc Rivers, who's uh, media organization is like the media, the entire yeah. basketball media. So this is going to be an incredible place for scoops. We're going to know what, mm-hmm. what people are saying and eating in We're every gonna water room. We're going to know exactly the salads that they're eating mm-hmm. constantly. And uh, if I were, I'm just saying this right now, just not not knowing anything. If I were Chris Middleton, I would hire a publicist right now <laughs> because that is a scapegoat in the making. Mm-hmm. That's all. 
Okay. Poor, poor guy. Um, all right. Um, Sean, Wes Unseld Jr. got fired. Um, <laughs> Joey, how long? I had to look it up. How long has Wes Unseld Jr. been the was? How long was he the coach of the Washington Wizards? Ooh, great question. Was it three seasons? Yeah, this is season three. Yeah, I was poor like, guy, I was like man. man. I think he hired got hired last year. Could be his first season. Um, yeah, and uh, they just this is a blessing for him. Like, it, just, except it's not. This is the classic <laughs> racist NBA thing where, like, a young black coach who has been an assistant for a long time gets mm-hmm. the shittiest job in the league, and then they don't, then then they throw him in the NBA's equivalent of director's jail, like it was well, his I, fault well, for I, five I, years. I'm just I'm just <laughs> saying he is not going to rack up any more losses with it's this true. team. Yeah. It's like. I think I think just because he did get screwed and the thing that that really hurt is that they waited and extended Bradley Beal instead of trading him like a year ago and mm-hmm. then it's but he was there for two years and like just has, waiting for I mean, Bradley Beal to play a basketball game well, with, like with one player on the roster who's going to be part of their future yeah. and that was even the case like a year or two ago uh yeah, but at least he's out of the way and now um they're probably going to the 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 white assistant they hired uh is probably going to get to coach the team next year too because who who are you like are you making a change next year? They're going to be terrible next year too. Mm-hmm. So, it is possible that this guy uh is going to transcend racial bound, b- boundaries and uh eat shit as a promising white assistant coach that's Mm kind of rare yeah but those guys get to just keep getting jobs yeah um it does help if your father is a former nba coach except it does it doesn't steven silence was constantly not getting hired (laughs) well jamie bickerstaff is on his third job and this one's good so yeah well exactly jamie bickerstaff good clearly eric musselman is too abrasive a personality for the nba because Mm -hmm. he his dad was around forever yeah Uh, michael malone has really only been coaching in denver right uh yeah well, no, he was the Kings coach, remember? Oh, right. He was yeah. Boogie See, Cousins' yeah. favorite coach. That's yeah. uh, why I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, uh, sorry, Wes Unseld Jr. Yeah, this stinks, um, but you're you're going to be so much happier right now. They still have to pay you, dude. Yeah. By the way, the, the Bucks are paying a lot of head coaches right now. So many head coaches. What do you think Bud is doing? Uh, you know, he's just psyching himself up for Usher's Super Bowl halftime show. His favorite <laughs> artist. Uh, I I hope that he's just been like sleeping fourteen or fifteen hours a day since he's been hired. Like, doesn't it feel like he is in like four and a half years of sleep debt right now? Yeah. Well, like, I was gonna say, doesn't it feel like when the Bucks inevitably have to fire Doc Rivers? Mm-hmm. Um at the end of this season uh doesn't it make more sense to have quinn snyder coach the bucks and to have bud go back to the hawks yeah just just have him switch yeah fine. <laughs> i mean yeah i mean well isn't it feels like there should be some teams that would maybe like to have coach bud 
but mm-hmm. not that I'm seeing any off the top of my head, but uh, what, if he's coaching the Nets, doesn't that make a lot more sense? I mean, not not, not to Jacques Vaughn also getting screwed by taking over a team and all right, I'm not going to endorse that. Okay, when Steve Kerr goes back to television this summer, does Bud oh, yeah, make sense as a Warriors coach? Yes, 100%. He does, right? That's where that's where yeah. that's where he should go. <laughs> and Kenny Atkinson's going to be uh, real disappointed. Yeah. Well, he'll be coaching the Charlotte Hornets, I think. Um, he'll finally. He's like, yeah. All right. Yeah, coaches. Wow. Um, Sean, you want to run down some uh, some. Jake Fisher trade rumors that came yeah, out today. Let's do it. Let's do it. Slop, um, slop, 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 yeah, slop, some slop, slop. All right. Okay. Uh, by the way, I really like how Yahoo presented these, um, which is just in one at a time in a big thread in like dumb graphics. All right, Sean, your first your first slop. The Hawks are searching for two first round picks and a starting caliber player in exchange for DeJounte Murray. Yeah. The, why? Why would you? give somebody that i mean maybe like <laughs> fake picks he's he's just not really that good i mean he's mm-hmm. fine but like just because they were tricked into giving up a bunch of first round picks for Dejounte murray doesn't mean that that's what he's well you know what it's kind of like real estate mm-hmm. because the market value of your house is just whatever you paid for your house so mm-hmm. that's what that's what they're going off of. They're like, well, the property tax on DeJounte Murray is obviously a bunch of good first round picks that we send to the San Antonio Spurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, do they maybe seem like they don't have a great plan, Joey? Well, they're run by like a 22 year old in Los Angeles. So. Yeah. They're um... basically like, yeah, they're uh, they're uh <laughs> They're like quibby because they, they've got a lot of funding from the legacy. And then you're like, wait, who's making the decisions here? It's like, well, an old guy who's really out of touch. And then uh, a bunch of guys who are in the same frat. Um, the Lakers are willing to send D'Angelo Russell a 2029 first round pick and a pick swap to acquire DeJounte Murray. But Atlanta is searching for a better player return than Russell. Okay, I'm going to say this. Uh, mm-hmm. Take that deal, I, Atlanta. <laughs> well, take that deal, but also, yeah, yeah, take that deal. Like, um, <laughs> obviously, D'Angelo Russell and Trey Young are not a good defensive pair. But when people talk about the Lakers, who have not a good offense right mm-hmm. now, it kind of seems like D'Angelo Russell is what they need. Mm-hmm. And was also really helpful to them last year in the playoffs. I was listening to a trade rumor show mm-hmm. and someone just kept talking about what a good fit. It was Bill Simmons. It was Bill Simmons. Talking about this. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm... Uh, he was talking, he was talking to house. He was talking to KOC and he was just talking about how the Lakers should be in the market for uh, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich mm-hmm. because he can create instant offense and that the Lakers just needed someone who can get really hot and make some threes. I'm like, you're talking about D'Angelo Russell. Like that's, (laughs) that's what he does. Like he's had a more successful career than DeJounte Marie for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, I feel like it's not like, I don't know. Like the, the, the idea of having D'Angelo Russell on like 
a $36 million contract for two years that where the second year is kind of fake and mm-hmm. then locking into four years and like 120 million for Jante Murray. Like, I don't know if I would want to give up a lot of first round picks to make that exchange and get Murray. Like mm-hmm. he is a good defensive player. And I think the Lakers probably need that, but it is just a weird swap. I believe we should ban the DH, long putters, extra points, the NIT, and pickoff throws. You really want to know what I believe? I believe in the four-point line. I believe soup is the perfect food. All right. um... (laughs) All right. Some more rumors. Some more rumors. What do we got, Jake Fisher? What do we got? Come on, Jake. Come on, Jake. Uh, Utah's called him Jake the Snake, by the way. (laughs) Utah's Jordan Clarkson, Colin Sexton, Sexton, and Talon Horton Tucker are considered available for trade. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's uh, a rumor that could have been written any time in the last Except four the or five. Jazz months, have been right? fucking awesome for three weeks, and Clarkson and Sexton have been part of it. Like ever since benching Talon Horton Tucker. They've been yeah, fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You are a, a Utah Jazz insider. Um, well, I don't know about that, but um, I have I do listen to people talk about the Jazz once a week for half an hour. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously those guys were. I mean, they neither one of them's. I mean, Clarkson. I don't know really know why you would be. Uh, like, what's the pressure to trade him? Sexton and Sexton and Taylor Horton Tucker, like Taylor Horton Tucker, I think is free agent and Sexton, like they just don't seem like your future point guards. That makes sense. But mm-hmm. um, Jordan Clarkson delivered them their first regular season triple double mm-hmm. in 15 years. <laughs> and they're going to, they're going to, he loves being there. The and they love him. He's like, yeah. he's a delightful <laughs> player. He's good. And like, what well, also? Do yeah, you want to know the question. opposite of acquiring Jordan Clarkson? Because uh, here's another jazz rumor from yeah, Jake yeah. Fisher, Sean. Okay. The Utah Jazz are showing interest in Miles Bridges. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, that's so gross. Um, yeah, it's gross. Like, don't do it, Danny Ainge. It's not the picks aren't worth it. You have enough picks. <laughs> also, I, I, is it? That unlikely that he's going to just get an immediate 30 game suspension once now that now that he yeah. has court cases like like shouldn't he be getting a massive suspension? Like, what are you doing? Uh stop it. The Knicks uh, Lakers oh, wait, and wait, 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 oh, hold, on, ahead, hold on. Just one more one more thing about the Jazz. Yeah. How many picks do they need? I guess it's Danny Ainge and he just right. has That's an the problem. He's like but them trading for picks is like they have all of Minnesota's picks and all of Cleveland's picks. And a bunch right of now. good young players. Like they what right, are you they, <laughs> like what are you trying to load this team up with? Like keep the guys who are good. Like yeah. I'm I'm fine with trading Colin Sexton, trading Taylor Horton Tucker. Those are like you know disposable guys that aren't really part, but anytime anytime there was a trade rumor about Lowry Markinen, it's yeah. like why? So you can get a bunch of you can get four chances to, to draft, draft someone who Lowry might become Markkinen. as good as Lowry Markkinen. Yeah, like who's also again, twenty four years old, by yeah. the way. Yeah, you have plenty of picks. Which, 
Um, this is right. insane. Oh, we could we could really make a big blockbuster deal. Like, could you? Are you going to do that? I don't know if you are. Okay. Uh, the Knicks, Lakers, and Rockets are among the teams interested in Portland's Malcolm Brogdon, Sean. Yeah, I, you know, I feel like that guy is fool's gold. Did you see what happened? Um, like when when he uh the the timeout thing when uh Chauncey Billups lost his mind is that what you're talking yeah. about? <laughs> I mean I understand why Chauncey Billups lost his mind because uh in every situation like that I've ever seen in an NBA game there's one ref who's just staring at the head coach like you're gonna call a timeout now you're gonna call it yeah. like like and they didn't do that but it's also telling that uh Malcolm Brogdon turned the ball over twice in the final 20 minutes of that game mm-hmm. 20 seconds of that game like I just doesn't it feel like there has to be something wrong? The Celtics were so willing to get rid of him. Uh, the Bucks seemed pretty willing to get rid of mm-hmm. him. The Pacers not really worried about getting rid of him. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, I mean, it makes sense. If I were the Lakers, sure. The Knicks, I don't know. Not so much. Uh- Point guards known to be available include Davion Mitchell, Cameron Payne, Devontae Graham, and Corey Joseph. Sean? Wow. Devontae Graham's available? Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I really consider him like a point guard or an nba player at this point um and i don't he's even like i guess i've i've like lost track clearly <laughs> i don't i don't know what's going on with Devonte graham he's just uh, pay, he's like a contract now like he's not like i'm sorry to Devonte graham that that's how people have to talk about you now but um it's pretty pretty much like oh he's available in trade talks this this really expensive guy uh, who's played eight games for a team that's actively trying to lose, basically. Yeah. That's, uh, by the way, did you see, um, have you seen what games qualified for Rivals Week this week, Joey? I mean, Kings Warriors was Rivals Week last night. I mean, uh, that is, that is, look, that is completely appropriate. All those games feel like, uh, they're very tough. They all come down to the last eight well, me, seconds well, of the game. Okay. I just want you to say, Rate each of these rivalries on a scale of one to ten, Joey. Is one good or ten good? Ten is ten is like a bloodbath. Okay. A good, in a good way. All okay. Right. Uh Nick's Nets. Like a three. Yeah, it's like a five <laughs> for the Nets and like a two for the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh Lakers and Clippers. Uh zero. The Lakers don't even consider the Clippers. Yeah, it's like an eight for the but Clippers. But it's a ten for the Clippers. It's a ten for the Clippers and a, <laughs> and a one and a half for the Lakers, yeah. maybe. <laughs> Only because they, like, see them a lot. And, okay. But yeah, spotlights versus streetlights, Joey. Mm-hmm. Actually, spotlights versus streetlights might be a stronger rivalry in Los Angeles. I think people mm-hmm. in L.A. might have stronger feelings about that. The literal matchup of those two kinds of lights. Okay. Um... Suns Mavericks. That's not well. It kind of I is don't right think now. It kind of is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and also, weirdly, they uh, they kind of have a bunch of weird transaction yes. histories over yeah. the years too. Where it's kind of like you look at these this huge number of guys that played for both of those teams. It's weird how many there are. It's like mm-hmm. Kid Nash, uh, Michael Finley. 
like Cedric Sabalos, AC Green's been on both. Th- yeah. Why did I go to AC Green so well, quickly? Well, Steve Nash, but, yeah, yeah, the big yeah, one. Nash yeah. kid, yeah, yeah. And it's they, they Sean Marion won a title with the Mavs, yeah. never won with the Suns. Um, anyway, there's uh, was Mar- was Amari Stoudemire ever Maverick? No, feel like but it feels like he should have been. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, then they 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 have played in the playoffs a few times, and Luca and Devin Booker really don't like each other. Yeah, and well, and Luca probably... keeps like ending their their lives. <laughs> By the way, did you see he got really mad at Tim McMahon? I did, because he asked him what what the fan said to get ejected, and Luca's like, "You're always so negative about me," and Tim McMahon's like, "Uh huh, uh huh." So did he say something? I was sitting right there, like, "What? What did you, <laughs> did you hear him?" And anyway. It's pretty funny. Like Luca does not quite speak English well enough to truly get into a reporter war like that. Yeah. But uh Dan McMahon. Okay. Uh rivalry or not. Thunder Spurs. Oklahoma City Thunder, San Antonio Spurs. Not. I mean, maybe it used to be, sort of. Yeah. Um I I mean I feel like the Thunder have better rivals, honestly. Yeah. Well, I guess it's like Chad and Wemby who actually are rivals. I guess that's yeah. No, you're you know what? That's fair. I'm gonna put that at a three now, but eventually yeah. could be like a ten for both yeah, sides. That's, I agree. I agree with that, and so I'm yeah. I'm okay with that one. Uh, Celtics Heat, pretty good, but again, I feel like both of these teams have better rivals. Like the historically, the Heat should mm-hmm. be playing the Knicks. And well, the, the Heat, Celtics should be playing the Lakers if we're really doing rivalry yeah. week. Right? Well, the Heat are playing the Knicks later in rivalry week. Okay. So that's, then, that's... All right. Yeah. So I think that's okay. I think that's about a 7 now. Yeah, sure. And it... But it, it was a 10 at point uh, when Ray Allen was on the team. Yes, yes, yes. Um, he, who betrayed yeah. his brothers. Yeah, who, who betrayed Ubuntu. <laughs> Uh, and he he missed out Where on having a stock rivers gonna hide years. the money this this time Ooh. around yeah because it's what arena be... is he gonna hide money in i think because that's TV his one Garden, move right um <laughs> like the the next time the celtics play in boston he's gonna be like we're gonna we're gonna get this money i just don't think he the, can guarantee that they'll be back to td dark garden to get it well, that's you know that's it's got to be where he thinks the second round team is going to be, right? Oh, it's yeah, got to well, be Madison <laughs> Square Garden. Philadelphia. We're going right? to be here Philadelphia. in Philly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that would be so sad. He's like, we did it. We reached the second round. Um, Kings Warriors. Sure. It doesn't have any history, and like the only problem with Kings Warriors is that um, many many of the fans just support both teams. Yeah, uh, like, I mean, like, I don't know many Warriors fans who hate the Kings. No, I do think there are Kings fans who hate the Warriors, though. Yeah, for sure. Um, but they were just like, and I mean, it gets it was always the games were always a little heated, even when the teams were terrible. It's the battle for Highway 80. Yeah, I just feel like the Warriors have better rivals at this point. Like the Thunder make more sense to me. Uh, and the Lakers, but it's not really the Lakers. It's LeBron. That's yeah, like it's Curry's LeBron. rival. Yeah. Well, that's that's why they're playing on the last game of rivalry. And Warriors week. fans hate the Lakers, I and mean, have always hated the Lakers. While yeah. Lakers fans don't think about the Warriors at all. Yeah. 
And I would say that this is, yeah, the rivalry right now is very LeBron centric. Yeah. Um, a lot of these rival rivalries are individual player based. Yeah. It looks like, uh, we also have the Mavericks playing the Hawks on rivalry week. Why? I guess because of Trey Trey Young. That's a (laughs) negative two. Yeah, that's not a rivalry. I'm trying to think like, what else do they have in common? I guess like the Jason Terry trade. Are there still (laughs) bad feelings about that? Zaza Pachulia spent a year in Dallas betraying his Hawks brethren. Um, I that's it. It's just Trey and Luca who don't even individually really have a rivalry. Anyway, I um, actually think Clippers Warriors at from a team standpoint makes more sense, by oh, the yeah. way, than um, than Kings or Lakers Lakers either yeah, yeah, yeah. either yeah. just from team standpoint. Um, anyway, yeah, I mean, I wonder if they just built this because they're like, well, the Lakers and Warriors are always going to play on Saturdays once football. Well, that's over, the thing. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's work backwards from this. OK, uh, the Blazers and the Spurs. Well, LaMarcus Aldridge. A lot um, of bad feelings from LaMarcus Aldridge. <laughs> but I don't know why that would yeah, be. Yeah, they were like rivals in 1999. Oh, that's a Scoot Wemby thing, right? I know it is, but it's it's that's not rivalry week. It also feels, I feel bad for Scoot um, yeah. in that situation. Right. Who's right. been fine, by the way. Like, it's going to take a while. Like, Scoot's not a bust or anything, but people, I feel like, talk about him like he is already. Um, of course. He got hurt his rookie year. Come on. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, that was that was a rivalry when uh, the Blazers poached Derek Anderson mm-hmm. and and Steve Kerr betrayed yeah. one of them. I don't know. Uh, OK, <laughs> final one. 76ers and Denver Nuggets. Sure. That one's again. In, uh, uh, that's like the battle for the heart of MVP voters, I guess. The end. This is the NBA being too online. This is because their <laughs> yeah. fans are psychos on Twitter. The other thing is that uh, on Joel both Embiid, sides, by the way. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. D- d- look, <laughs> everybody's everybody's crazy and terrible in this rivalry for two guys that uh, don't really play in the same conference, so they sort of uh, respect each other, and one of them doesn't care about awards yeah so that that kind of like think about how much time and energy you're spending on this mvp debate for one player who only cares about horses Um, (laughs) but uh yeah this is the nba being two online the other thing about this game is that uh it is it is definitely the kind of game where joel Embiid takes a scheduled rest day Mm -hmm. like he he plays all the home games and he plays like half the road games and he's having a great year as a result. Like it seems like, is he going to probably... hit 65 games? It's very close right now. I think he's missed 10. He's, I think he's missed nine road games and like, one because I'm going to be honest, I'm sort of rooting for him not to. Oh yeah. I want this rule gone. I want people to be really pissed off at this stupid ass. But also his MVP rule. last year was fake. This one would be real. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, but it's, like it's great him being a two-time MVP doesn't feel right to me. <laughs> well, I want to say I think Kelly Dwyer wrote about this in his excellent uh, Substack, the Second Arrangement, where he just said it's the perfect result is for him to have the most dominant year and play like sixty-three games mm-hmm. because also then all of that negative 
Nuggets Sixers energy can be channeled into complaining about the NBA. And mm-hmm. that's better for everybody. Yeah. People talking shit about Adam Silver. If I he love doesn't hit it. the games, though, who's the MVP, Sean? <laughs> it's funny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it would be weird if it was Jokic, but I mean, they're going to. Who's in? Are they in first place? No, they're in second or third. No, that it might be Shea, right? He's not going to win the MVP, though. I know, but what I'm saying is, like, who's the MVP? Like, if it's not, if he doesn't hit the games. <laughs> uh, uh, Does Tatum get a fake one? Oh, it's going to it'll be Jokic again. All right. Um, I, mean, I don't think they'd give it to him. <laughs> uh, this is one where they could give it to him because I know he's already had two, and normally that's a fatigue. But then he won finals MVP last year, so he he then proved himself. And I don't know. It's all insane. Like, <laughs> handicapping the MVP award in the NBA is one of the stupidest, stupidest new trends that's happened where people are like, quarter season MVP. It's like, just wait. Just wait till March. Talk about it when part of the season's over. Now, granted, I think it's funny that the NBA's stupid new rule could disqualify the obvious MVP. That's mm-hmm. hilarious to me. But like, Checking in all the time, it's like, maybe just, maybe we don't need to talk about this award for the entirety of the season. Since uh, we have, I don't know, 45% of the season still left. I honestly think if he doesn't get it, they might give it to Shea Gilgis Alexander. <laughs> if he doesn't I mean, hit the number. <laughs> I mean, they might. It's just, uh, I mean, he, he could. I just, I don't know. I, I just. It's gonna be so weird. It's gonna be so weird. Isn't isn't Jokic like definitely better than him though? Yeah, obviously, but so I don't know. Um, <laughs> it would be funny if Jokic won it this year and Embiid won it last year, and it should be flipped. <laughs> I mean, it's look Embiid. He's having a great year. He no Embiid is definitely the MVP this year. Yeah, but he was definitely not the MVP last year. You know, Shea's um, really having a great year too. Yeah, He's Shea's just, uh, been awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean that that would be amazing. <laughs> you know, I'm rooting for Shea. Yeah, me too. <laughs> as long as it's not an American, I'm okay with the MVP. <laughs> Um, Sean, we had a trade um, that we have to talk about. So you know what that means. Trades. That's right. We're talking about trades. Slash Capspace URLs. You remember we talk about Capspace all the time. The program. Slash Capspace. Let them know that you came from us. Limited time only. Terms apply. Protected picks. You can even create a beautiful website while listening to this podcast. Over 140 million people choose Wix to create their website. Create yours today. That's wix.com slash woj, W-O-J, to get 10% off. Rights to euros that are never coming. Enter code NBA at checkout for $20 off your first order. Expiring salaries. If you missed it, we launched the Recapables Billions podcast on our Recapables feed. Treating people like they're assets and not people. 
ZipRecruiter.com slash low post, L-O-W-E post. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Even robots know that basketball is a business, so players shouldn't have feelings because of business. Trades. All right, Sean. Scary Terry is now with the Miami Heat. Ooh, okay, I'm going to jack up that rivalry score between <laughs> Boston and Miami to 38. <laughs> no, to 33, I guess. 33. Um, uh, So they traded. The Heat gave up Kyle Lowry in a protected 2027 first round pick for Terry Rozier. Yes. Um, Sean. Um, yes. The thing that's interesting to me about this is not the trade at all. Okay. But about how much the NBA's new CBA fucks over Kyle Lowry. Oh, 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 that he's just like, wait, because of the penalties of for going the, over? Yeah, the teams in the tax are not allowed to sign buyout guys whose contract oh, was worth right. less than $12.4 million. Yeah. So here's a list of teams that uh, uh, Kyle Lowry, when he gets bought out, cannot sign to. Okay, okay. The Golden State Warriors, he wouldn't go there anyway. The Clippers. That would be, the that would be so yeah. funny, Joey. If they kept Chris Paul and Corey <laughs> Joseph and added Kyle. Oh, okay, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> the Clippers, the Celtics, the Suns, the Bucks, the Heat, and the Nuggets all cannot sign Boy, Kyle the, Lowry. The Suns he... would really love to have him, too. <laughs> uh, so those are, that is a list of all the teams a buyout guy would want to go to, Wait, except for the not... Lakers. Did you say he can't go to the Sixers? He cannot go. He can go to the Sixers. They're weirdly yeah, I... not in the second apron yet I'm just um, saying fulfilling the hustle prophecy <laughs> when they clearly thought he was going to be on the sixers because he's hanging out with tobias harris the entire movie but what a psychotic punishment like you're punishing poor Kyle i know <laughs> well, did you see you're not circus? allowed to ring chase uh-huh. it was crazy too because did you hear what happened that like i mean clearly something happened a little bit behind the scenes but he was um it, this all happened because there was terrible weather uh last Friday. So he was traveling separately from the team like with permission. You can mm-hmm. totally do that. It's, they had a day off or something. And then um weather delayed his arrival in I think they were in Atlanta. And so he still made it to the game, mm-hmm. but they weren't sure he was going to be there. And so Spolstra took him out of the starting lineup and put in Cody Martin. And then like immediately they were like, well, I guess we should just trade him then. Like he started (laughs) the entire year. He sat for two games that weekend. They didn't even win the games, Mm -hmm. but I wonder if there was some kind of like blow up or something, but it, because it felt like they were kind of like, well, we like this guy's veteran leadership. And then there was a storm and well, then it, and then they immediately were reporting, well, he's not even going to be on the heat through the trade deadline. I mean, and to be wasn't. fair, Terry Rozier is a Pat Riley ass guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they like things. And Kyle Lowry has not been a wonderful player this year, but yeah. he's still a fine like backup point guard. Yeah. And like I do like he's just a good dude. Um, yeah, I that's why I wonder if there were some like minor blow up and then there was some like heat culture pat riley mm-hmm. spo where it's like 
you're either 100 percent in or you're 100 percent out well his ass was too big for heat culture already no, that's um, true that's true they were waiting um, um but yeah terry rozier seems like this seems like a good trade yeah it's a good fit um it sucks for kyle lowry yeah especially because again uh, the CBA is punishing guys like Kyle Lowry for no reason. It be, um, and it's because like, it's because, uh, because like, like broke ass, uh, well, not even broke ass, just cheap ass owners. Like just cause a rod can barely afford to buy the Timberwolves. He's punishing Kyle Lowry yeah. <laughs> because he thinks indirectly it's going to like hurt the Lakers. A buyout guy has never actually helped a team win a title either by the way i just should point out it just lets guys go where they would like to um very cool um i'm trying to think yeah i'm trying to think the last significant buyout guy might have just been matt barnes when kevin durant got hurt i think it was dennis schroeder last year actually Um, he was a buyout guy wasn't he no they signed him after no you're right yeah um i don't know i don't know yeah, it doesn't matter um they, nope. they don't matter um yeah act- almost yeah ne- almost <laughs> never a factor um speaking of sean you brought up inclement weather we didn't talk yes. about it last week oh um, yes but how did you feel about uh dominating himself deandre aiden not making it to the game because uh there was ice on the road I mean, I don't, I, I'm not doubting. It was in his driveway or something. Yeah. <laughs> I guess like the whole road. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about getting places on ice. Portland seems like the kind of place that's not really prepared for right. icy roads. And like, it was very funny to see the um, comments of people who were like, why didn't, why didn't he just walk to somewhere where they could get him? And it's like, well, cause he's a, uh, a seven foot tall professional basketball player probably lives and, in the uh, mountains. What's like, that? He probably lives in the mountains. Aren't all those fucking uh mansions in the mountains? Remember when uh that oh, car yeah. crashed into Dame's pool? Remember what that looked like? Yeah, so I'm sure wild. that was really hard to get to with the ice. Um, yeah, I, I mean. I actually want to defend DeAndre Ayton here because yeah, he's become yeah, yeah. like a conservative hockey talking point. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like when they're when they like post a picture of Sidney Crosby or whatever, and it's like this man's had nine concussions and played in games. Yeah. <laughs> and then LeBron it's James, it's like he hooded his little toe. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I bet it was I bet it was hard to leave DeAndre Ayton's house. Yes. And also I don't want to leave in inclement weather. I would much rather play NBA 2K than go to my job anyway when the weather's yeah. bad out. I mean, Who he was cares? So, he, you know, he simmed that game so many times. His head's in the game. It's yeah. just a different version of <laughs> basketball. But I mean, like, clearly they tried to. Like, it's hard. Sometimes you get trapped by ice, especially if you're in a place that doesn't really have icy. Yeah, weather. I don't know. They canceled NBA games because of weather. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's like it's too bad because. Um, I would like, have liked to have not defended him and made fun of him for this, but like I can't this, because of what uh, because of Barstool Sports. 
Yeah. And I feel I I would feel so much better making fun of like Malcolm Brogdon for not mm-hmm. doing it. And Aiden, it's like, oh, he's such a target anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was definitely playing yeah. an extra four hours of 2K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he tried to go. Come All on. All right. Now, someone we can make fun of, Sean, has done something very embarrassing. Our last story for the day. Sean, do you want to explain to our listeners what Patrick Beverly's been up to? Well, I think you should lead this story because I've Oh, actually, let me say one more thing before we get to this, Mm -hmm. just because I another person I want to make fun of. Um, Carl Anthony Towns. Oh yeah, this (laughs) on the same night that Joel Embiid went for 70 points in a dominating performance, uh, at 18 boards in that game. Carl Anthony Towns scored 62 points, and somehow it was the saddest high-scoring game in NBA history. It made that Devin Booker 70-point effort look super classy. Mm -hmm. Uh because they managed to lose to the Charlotte Hornets. He got benched. He got benched during a 62-point yeah. game. Uh, and they lost to the Charlotte Hornets, uh, a team we try not to talk about on this podcast. But I will say that uh, hilarious. Look, they also got screwed by some really bad calls. It was a last two-minute report had like 12 missed calls, which is almost mathematically impossible. Uh, but they also got victimized by the guy who hit the clutch free throws to seal the game. Leaky Black, uh, mm-hmm. one of the great NBA names, uh, made the clutch free throws. And they were the first free throws of his NBA career. Uh, anyway, then the t- then their coach just lit into them. And it was the most Carl Anthony Towns 60-point performance possible. Yeah. In a loss, gets benched. Everyone's mad afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> and and because the universe also hates Carl Anthony Towns, clearly he uh, would have been going to the line for his like sixty third and sixty fourth points because uh, he got hit on like his entire mm-hmm. arm got fouled. That was the crazy thing. Is like. Usually it's like, ah, they they missed that forearm. It's like, no, he pretty much got him like shoulder to mid forearm on a block shot. So Anthony Edwards quote was so funny afterwards (laughs) where he was like, yeah, uh, we kind of screwed up. But I mean, I wanted to see Carl score a (laughs) hundred. Because he had like forty five points in the first quarter or something oh like my, that. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, good. All right. So Pat also Beverly. shouts to shouts to the the Black Falcon himself, <laughs> Harry Harrison Barnes with a career high against the Warriors. Um, uh, I don't think Darius Sarge can guard him. I no, I don't. I also I don't want to talk about the Warriors. <laughs> um. Okay. So Sean. Yes. Patrick Beverly. Yes. Um. So Patrick Beverly this week posted a clip from his podcast of him complaining about Wendell Carter Jr.'s post-game comments about they uh, them losing to the Sixers. And then a reporter uh, at Dylan Bosch said, uh, responded with Pat, Let's talk about how you sent a fake reporter to the press conference as a plant and had him ask that question. 
This whole thing was set up. You're just trying to create content, bro. And then he replied with, here's the proof that I was there. Pat Bev really staged this whole thing for clicks. He's just looking for a reaction to boost his podcast. Um, This rules. It's very funny. Um, Sean, is Patrick Beverly going to keep doing this, sending fake reporters to uh, drum up? Uh, to ask questions about Pat about Pat Beverly to complain about it on his podcast. Uh, I think he is. He's going to be going through more and more methods of doing this. I mean, because he has a fake reporter that he brings in to ask questions, and then uh, he's going to tweet things. I think people are to like this is going to be a story, and then he's just going to keep doing it because. Uh, on the internet, people have goldfish attention spans. Well, and also Patrick Beverly doesn't run from the grind. We know that. No, he doesn't run him. from the grind. That's true. Yeah. That's true. He's <laughs> out there manufacturing stories. Some people don't think he can do it. Uh, by the way, Joey, this is also, um, I believe, the tail end of the next five years that Patrick Beverly said was his. It's true. Yeah, he yeah, did. So in, in fall of, of 2019, mm-hmm. he yelled at Steph Curry. The last five years were yours. The next five years are mine. Mm-hmm. And what was yeah. Steph Curry's response? Aren't you like 30? Yeah, no, I think it was 32. <laughs> but anyway, I think he knew his actual age. Yeah. You're right. Um, uh, well, Sean, I will say. Uh, I mean, we'd never do that, Joey. So. We would never do that. This is embarrassing behavior. But speaking of press conferences, I don't know. Um, our friend from the um from the uh nerd or she wrote podcast on the athletics uh basketball podcast feed had an interesting comment in his post pod presser this week that I'd like to talk about. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, you know, I thought it was a pretty good show this week. Obviously, Seth and Mo, I mean, in their wheelhouse, we had stuff with the Bucks. We had Doc Rivers. I mean, this is bread and butter, nerder sort of fodder for, for podcasts. So I thought it was a great week. You know, our, our system, the way we're we're operating right now, I think everyone's clicking on all cylinders. And the production is just top notch. I mean, just throughout the entire show, I, I think everybody just knows what they're doing, knows their job, and, and is doing it. Uh, any, anybody got any questions? Oh, yeah, hi, Dave. Um, Doey Tervine here. I was wondering, um, the Roundball Rock podcast this week uh, put their episode up three days too late. Do you have anything you want to say about that? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at these download numbers and, you know, I'm just wondering if it even matters if they put it up late. Um, you know, I'm not really sure why you're asking me this, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, the, were they in our uh were they on our podcast feed this week? Was this was this something that uh was relevant, you think, to to our pod? Well, they're just uh they've been in the ether lately. Just a lot of a lot of people wondering what how other people feel about them, especially people they call their friends who appear on the show all the time. Well, I've gotta say, wow, Dave wow. Dufour, you you might be able to uh 
it, you're a big market podcast who's uh-huh. able to put up your episodes right away. Yeah. But some of us in our small market podcasts have to work jobs mm-hmm. and sometimes are too tired to edit a full two hour, a full 90 minute episode until they have a day off of work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're not running from the grind. No, we'll never run from the grind here at Round Dave Ball Dufraud. Rock. Dave do fraud. <laughs> we're we're a small market. We're we're small market team over here. Yeah. Uh, I also don't think that they should have done that segment making fun of how excited I got when we got retweeted by a Detroit Free Press beat writer mm-hmm. and i jumped on a table and i took my shirt off mm-hmm. i mean that was important to me i don't think i, I don't think it was something that we should have been anyway it's rivalry week here at <laughs> round ball rock and we're right we're going up against our rivals the nerder she wrote podcast on the uh-huh. athletic sports network you know what and i heard angela <laughs> lansbury was a straight up bitch <laughs> I, I didn't hear that. Um, all right, Sean. I think that's our episode, I right? I think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We've, we've talked about all our rivals and our haters. Yeah, um, we've, that's all That's all podcasting is. It's talking about haters and also mm-hmm. casuals. Yeah. Um, Ooh, casuals <laughs> I'm so, so mad. mad at the casuals! Um, Sean, <laughs> is there anything you would like to plug? Uh... If you're in Carmel, you can see me and Kevin Nealon on uh, uh, January 27th. I'll also be performing at the Chaminade Spa in uh, Santa Cruz, California on February 24th. Is that clothing optional? I hope. (laughs) Gotta get on the Peloton right after this podcast, (laughs) if that's the case. Um, and then as for me, I was on the Who Cares About the Rock Hall podcast this week. I was also on Fast Break Breakfast Patreon podcast this week, and I was on a lot of podcasts this week, Sean. And I was also on the Film Drunk Frotcasts Patreon podcast this week. I'm so good, they have to keep paywalling me. Um, also, Sean. Uh, keep an eye out on uh, our various Twitter accounts at Round Rock Pod, at Sean Keen, at Joey Devine, uh, because uh, I'm gonna start playing Sinner 2 Battle Mode on Playback TV. I yeah, think. we'll have we'll have uh, <laughs> um, the Playback stuff. Maybe we'll make maybe we'll just announce it on Monday. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep it. We'll just stuff. keep an eye out on our Twitter yeah. various Twitter accounts, and then you can always follow me on my other Twitter account at Frankie Muniz. Where four days ago I tweeted, I'm sick. Great. Sean, did you write a song? No, but we got Do you have a song about Joe Prunty? I have a song about uh, Carl Anthony Towns. How do we not have a Joe Prunty song? (laughs) It's it's kind of hard to get a rhyme in. He's not usually the coach for long enough for there to be a song. Um, But yeah, uh, this is a song about Carl Anthony Towns that I wrote with my good friend, Justin Bieber. It's called Kevin Love Yourself. Great. And uh, trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. A lot of trade rumors coming around, John. Get rid of Corey Joseph, Mike Dunleavy Jr. <laughs>
For all the times that you've lost track of your man And all the games you missed when you hurt your hand The broke you and Riggins apart sent him to Golden State You signed for four years but you could demand a trade And maybe you're a superstar But your defense sucks so you have a bad point differential You still got potential and they could find another coach But you didn't get any better after Coach Thibodeau was gone Still scared of Taz Gibson Flipside just didn't like you and he likes everyone And this Wolves roster was ruined by David Kahn I thought your D would be alright Didn't know you'd play Fortnite but now I know Never sleeping until dawn Cause if you ain't Plan for the wolves that much Then Carl, you should Kevin love yourself And if you think D'Angelo's not helping things Then you should Kevin love yourself All those games where you didn't give a fuck and that song Jimmy made you a cock There were games where your jumper looked nice But you look lost every time Tim's would yell ice And maybe you could ask a son But he doesn't want anyone thinking he's not the head honcho You could play with Wancho this team can't hurt anyone No one can play defense aside from Josh Okogie The Taylor's an old fogey Flipside just didn't like you and he likes everyone And this Wolves roster was run by David Kahn I thought your D would be alright Didn't know you'd play for that but now I know Cause if you ain't playing for the wolves that much Then Carl, you should have love yourself And if you think D'Angelo's not helping things Then you should have love yourself Ladies and gentlemen, the trumpet sounds of Jared Culver Got the talent to always be our league But you really hated playing with Jeff Teague You're always soaking, your face has a frown Shouldn't have said Ricky Rubio out of town Cause if you hate playing for the wolves that much Then Carl, you should care and love yourself and if you think D'Angelo's not helping things Then you should care and love yourself Cause if you hate playing for the wolves that much Then Carl, you should care and love yourself And if you think D'Angelo's not helping things Then you should care and love yourself Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? 
Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.